0: Pope St. John Paul II said that discovering Christ always again and always more fully is the most wonderful adventure of our life. Blazing the Trail is a weekly conversation where we talk about this adventure with courage and hope while sharing stories about what the Holy Spirit is doing in Western Oregon and beyond. Welcome back to Blazing the Trail, heard here on Mater Dei Radio and through the podcast channel of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. My name is Miriam Marston. It is great to be with you for another episode as we explore the mission of evangelization in our church today. Each week I get to speak with a guest about their story and what it looks like to share the beauty of our Catholic faith one heart, one home, one city at a time. And in a time when Yeah, the gospel might not be the most popular thing out there for a lot of people, so we want to do our part to shine a little more light on the good news. So this week, we head over to Florida as I speak with Fabiola Garza, who works as an illustrator with Disney. Now, as someone who can't draw much more than circles and stick figures, I'm in awe of Fabiola's artistic talent. But over the years, I've also been impressed with how she's brought her faith and her art together. And you hear Fabiola share one of her earliest memories of an artistic creation which helped to point her to the reality of God. And I've had a lot of guests share their stories on this show, and this is the first time that Snow White has featured in one of them. And it actually stirred up a memory of my own uh, related to a Disney film as well. So The Little Mermaid was released in 1989 when I was eight years old, and when the film came out on home video, I must have watched it about a half dozen times over the course of a weekend. I just loved this film, and I remember how my heart just soared during one scene in particular. It was during the opening credits. There was just something about how the soundtrack and the vivid colors came together so exquisitely, and then that first glimpse of a mermaid, it felt like... I had walked into a beautiful dream. And fast forward to 2020, when I was having a conversation with my sister, and we somehow got on the topic of The Little Mermaid. And as it turns out, that was the scene that she most remembered as well, and she could recall it just so clearly. So here we were bonding over this shared memory of a little glimpse of beauty in a film all these years later. And this is why I'm glad to hear what Fabiola has to say from the artist perspective, someone whose whole professional world really has to do with harnessing the power of creative imagination. And we've talked about it before on this show, how the world around us can shape our imagination and vice versa. But also, we can't forget that imagination and creativity are gifts from God, and we must cultivate this carefully and faithfully like any other gift. And as Fabiola notes in our interview, if you're not close to Jesus, it doesn't matter if you're painting something even as beautiful as the Sistine Chapel. We cannot lose sight of the most important things in life. So please enjoy my conversation with Fabiola as we discuss creativity, community, and the importance of just being yourself and staying faithful to God's plan for your life. If you're looking to take some first steps in evangelization— That's a powerful witness right there. Joining me on the show today is Fabiola Garza, who is an illustrator at Disney. Our paths crossed uh, years ago, and it's been great to see where life has taken you, Fabiola. So thank you for being on the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Well, thanks for taking the time and, you know, let's just dive into your journey, uh, if we can. I'm curious to know, uh, how did things like um, church and prayer and faith, how were how did these faith things figure into your life growing up?
1: So I come from a very religious family, not only my parents, but my extended family, including um, my grandparents. So I, the faith was inculcated into me since I was very little, um, I remember the very first prayer I was taught um, was a very simple one. And uh, the translation is a little funny because I learned it in Spanish. It's uh, Child Jesus, jump from the chalice and take a little jump into my heart. Like oh, wow. it's, I, it, and I'm like, yeah, the translation is a little <laughs> funny, but. But I, I do remember that was like my first prayers, one of the first prayers that you learn when you're really little, yeah. um, at least in in Mexico. So yeah, I I, I just remember um, when I was little with my grandma, um, I would always sleep in her room, and she had all these beautiful images of yeah. Mary and the saints and angels, and we would always pray together before before bed. So even if I didn't really understand any sort of theological concepts, Mm -hmm. um, it was always very present um, in my life.
0: Yeah. So how did, all right, so you're going to school. How did this kind of deepen over time as you're going to church, I'm guessing, with your family, you're praying? What are you discovering about your faith, but also about your own gifts? Because as I mentioned, you are a gifted illustrator. Uh, what's going on in your own heart as you're discovering your faith and your God-given gifts
1: so that's that's interesting because we we moved around so much as a family that um something that I really missed out on was just a community of faith, like friends who were Catholic yeah. and, and really sharing. so I think especially growing up in my teenagehood, I always felt that that faith was private, hmm. you know because i it, it wasn't something that I was saw people sharing and, and, and I think at school, it's definitely like, well, you believe what you believe and, you know, don't force it on people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was always a very, uh, I think, uh, naturally spiritual kid. So I, I always prayed before bed. I I still look through my old diaries and I see like, I'm like, Oh, that's so mature. Like, (laughs) like for somebody who didn't know that much. I mean, I, I was, you know, catechized very basically, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah so at, at that point, I think I, I didn't understand that, that faith was supposed to be like a community oh, aspect, yeah. like a family aspect where, yeah. where you helped like to grow and share. So, so yeah, that's sort of like my teenagehood sure. kind of, um, until I, I, I hit college. So at that point I hadn't really thought about how my gifts would help evangelize yeah. because like, to be honest, that, that wasn't in my mind yet. Like it was still just sort of like, I guess it's just me and God and we're always moving. And I guess I'd have to be independent and alone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's sort of, it sort of, uh, it sort of seeped into everything where, where, um, I hadn't, like that hadn't been shown to me yet. Right. Um, so it was kind of within the family, within myself. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, And it wasn't until college when when more things opened up for me, like um, in terms of in terms of my faith and understanding it more deeply Mm -hmm. and just being sort of amazed by it. Um, I was uh, uh, I went to a very liberal arts school. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was the only practicing Catholic at this art school. Like there were a lot of Catholics. Came in, but they either stopped going to mass or um, they weren't necessarily faithful to the church. There were a lot of um, evangelical Christians and things like that. But mm. I was kind of on my own there, and yeah. there was a there was a, a a Catholic group in the adjacent college, but it mm-hmm. was still kind of liberal, and it was still like it it opened up some paths. I'm not saying it wasn't a good experience, <laughs> but I uh, started dating a Protestant. And this is, I mean, a lot of people have this story yeah. when, um, you know, you start talking and you start not mm-hmm. having the, the answers to the questions that they're asking. You're like, of oh, well, I should go, you know, research that. Mm-hmm. So my dad introduced me to Scott Hahn. And so I started just kind of, I mean, like many people do, um, sort of just devouring them because part of me was... Part of me was angry that I was just learning all these things because they were so beautiful and amazing. And I was like, I've been deprived, like not on purpose, but just kind of deprived of like the full understanding of like the Eucharist, the full understanding of of grace, you know uh, what it means to, to be, you know, saved by Jesus. Like, um, so like, there's this anger towards my dad of like, why did you wait until I was dating a guy to like, give me this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a tough period because of that like sort of uh, relationship. But at the same time I started falling in love with the faith, you know, Mm -hmm. and I started going to daily mass and to, to, to adoration. And so it, it was a blessing in disguise because god used that relationship which wasn't going well mm-hmm. um to bring out different fruit and to to help me be even more involved with with the catholic people that were there and to have a better understanding of of grace you know yeah. and community um so that's that's where really where there was really sort of like a jump um mm-hmm. towards my understanding and love for the faith because it's sort of, you know, you learn and then that increases and then, you know, you, you encounter Christ and it just kind of, you know, keeps growing out from there.
0: Yeah. And you want more and more and you, it's just like this endless well of, uh, of beauty, of truth, of love. Um, Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, And, and I like how through this you were discovering that dimension of your faith, which Hadn't you hadn't really seen yet? Which was the community, and um, and I know you and I crossed paths precisely in that community that you were discovering as well. It's uh, it's been a joy to grow in faith together and seeing how you've lived out your faith here. I, I I am shifting gears a little bit, but seeing how your faith has then impacted your work as well. And so, can you speak a little bit about that?
1: See, that's always so interesting because. Um... I, I never sort of divided um, the interests or the faith that I have mm-hmm. when I make art. Like I basically, when you make art that you you draw what you love, yeah. you draw what you're interested in. Um, I love my faith. I love fairy tales. I love all these things. So um, even if, if, if I was uh, younger in my faith, like I remember the first years in college when I was still sort of like, seeping this all in like I, w- I would do religious things sometimes like I it's it's not even that I would be like oh I feel like I need to because mm. I have to do Christian art Christian or something it was just more like if there was a topic that was given and I was like oh like I feel inspired to do like a a uh, a depiction of Saint Therese. Um, then that's what I would do because, um, it's sort of just listening to the sort of inspirations of my heart and just letting that lead and not feeling guilty if it wasn't like Christian at the moment, you know, I was like, well, I want to draw like a dragon and a fairy now that's okay. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it definitely, it's, it's just the fact that, that as an artist, you you draw what you love. Um, and the more you love something, the more you want to share it. So, um my my last uh, year in school uh, i took a a class called picture and word which is where um we we're learning how to write kids books um and illustrate them and I, I it's it's been years so it's a little fuzzy how how i i came to it but i wanted to do a children's book about the early life of john paul ii yeah um because i had just been reading about him he was so inspiring like his 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 the story of his youth just makes you want to cry. It's so, it's so tragic, but beautiful. And, 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 and I was just like, I just want to share the story. Um, and it didn't matter to me. I was like, I don't know what they'll think. I mean, who cares? Like, um, it was, so long. And I'm not saying it was like amazingly written or anything. And it was the longest book in class. Like it should have been like a chapter book. It really shouldn't have been like a kid's book, but we had to read it a lot in class, like in front of, everybody. So Mm -hmm. I I was just like, well, I'm going to read it. So I I read it. And then this girl, who I don't think is religious or anything, she came up to me and she was like near tears. And she was like, that was beautiful. And I was like, oh, Um, so I I try very much not to overthink things and worry too much Mm -hmm. about what people will say. Yeah. It's again, what you love and what you, what you um, allow yourself to intake. Like it just naturally sort of, you know, flows out so that's kind of how it works with my art
0: for those just tuning in I'm speaking with Fabiola Garza who is an illustrator at Disney Uh, you mentioned the book on Pope John Paul II and I have to add it is one of my nieces and nephews favorite books (laughs) and I have read that book to them definitely more times than I can count I was going through when I was living with my sister and her family uh, I was reading it every day to them and it's I'm being honest, like there were parts of it where I just, I still tear up every single time, just seeing the, um, seeing him just be called to deeper and deeper love of God, of the church. And I loved sharing that story with my nieces and nephews. And I can only pray that that continues to plant seeds in their own lives and in their own hearts as they're growing up. And so I thank you for the gift of that book. And I want many others to read it. So I'm, I'm happy to share it. Um, but let's talk. I'm I'm curious what it is like being an illustrator at Disney. Um, do you find like it is that also a place where you can kind of share your faith uh, with your coworkers? What What does that look like?
1: It's interesting. I again, I'm I'm very open about yeah. being Catholic. Like you, you go into my office and yeah. So so I'll have like a little crucifix. I'll have. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, like if it's Easter or something like I, I, I put up like decor or whatever. I'm pretty sure
0: everybody knows I'm Catholic
1: there. (laughs) Um, it's all, all, and they've been very, very kind as well because they've never asked me to do something that would be, um, uncomfortable for me to do, um, because Disney does hold events that I wouldn't be able to participate in. And I would prefer, well, I, I would, I would, um, Uh, say no to doing art for um but they've I think uh they know me and they've never asked me to be on those projects which is very very generous of them um yeah and it's and it's sweet because people know I'm Catholic sometimes it they'll 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 come by and be like oh uh, my brother is a pastor he does sermons and like you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like they'll They'll talk to me about it. Yeah, I think it's just again one of those things. I just try to be natural about it, right? Um, right. And and uh, not worry too much about you know what somebody might say. Like I was on a panel the other day um, uh, of Latina women at Disney,
0: yeah. and they
1: asked like. Well, how do you start off your day at work? Blah, blah blah. I was like, well, I pray. Blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you never know if people are going to be like, oh, she's a weirdo. Like you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just kind of being honest about how you live your life. Um. Honestly, I I've had uh. I mean, I've been blessed that that my team has always been very respectful, and I've never felt awesome. ostracized or anything like that.
0: Cool. Is there? any art Fabiola that has had a particular impact on you and has really stirred your faith in a deep way? Um, any art or other media that you've seen, heard, watched that has had an impact on your own faith?
1: Well, one um, interesting one is when I watch Snow White, as a little, as a little girl. Um, and I was watching it and I was just like mesmerized. I was like, this is beautiful. And in my mind, in my kid mind, I was like, this is so beautiful. There has to be a God. It was, I think it was just because my, my, my little head couldn't fathom how, how this existed, like, like why this existed. It was just a beautiful story. There were drawings and they made you feel things. And, um, so it's so interesting that And that's probably why I love Disney, that that it had such a huge impact because it just, it just filled me with wonder. And I was just like, there has to be God. And I was just so little. Um, So there was definitely, definitely that. Um, And now to continue on the animated movie thing, um, uh, The Prince of Egypt, I think, is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. There's uh, quite a few songs that are so, so deep and and i think they're they're so beautiful there's there's a song where um moses has just left egypt and he's with the uh you know he's 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 met up with with uh, another group of people and there's this beautiful song yeah. about um being a part of the community and everything and about uh i think one of one of the lines is a look at your life through heaven's eyes wow yeah and I, I it's one of the things that is just most important, I think, mm-hmm. in in life in life of faith. so easy to look at your life through the eyes of the world. um yeah. so it's just a beautiful reminder of of you know how to bring yourself back to the reality, you know yeah. that what matters is 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 how God sees you in your
0: life, yeah, and where we're called to, which is heaven, so being able to see everything through that lens. For those Fabiola who are artistic themselves, who want to kind of find this way to fuse their faith in their art, what might you encourage uh, artists who are really trying to live out their faith in their artistic work?
1: Now, this, uh, this is also interesting because I, I feel like I haven't found the balance. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I want to quit Disney and I'm just going to do religious books or something like that. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, no, I just want to stay at Disney. You know, like it, I think there is this push and pull. And it's also because I'm interested in so many kinds of different things. I love I love children's books. I love movies. Like there's just so many mm-hmm. things that I like. I think part of it is uh, what, what matters most to God, I think, is it, not so much what you do as long as it's good you know, as long as yeah. it's not, you know, against God's law, of course, it's, yeah. it's the, the, the spirit in which you approach it and the yeah. spirit in which you, you interact with the people around you. Mm. So you could be doing amazing religious art, but uh, be like in not very good friendship with Jesus. You know, you yeah. could, you could not be living out your faith. So um be very honest with yourself about what you, what you love to do, like art, like, yeah do not, you do not have to be painting icons if you don't love it. Like mm-hmm. you do not have to do that. Um, God wants you to be, to be holy, you yeah. know, yeah. um, you can do a holy work and not be holy, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I would encourage to, to really pray and, 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 uh, listen to the stirrings of, of your heart and what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do and just observe how you feel when you're making a certain type of art yeah like if it's really just feels like you're forcing it and you just feel like you're doing it out of guilt it's probably yeah. not where where God wants you to do uh, what yeah. God wants you to do um so what what brings you life um, ask if it's, if it's in accordance to God's, God's law, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, but also concentrate more on, on, on your virtues, um, yeah. and on growing in virtue, because again, it doesn't matter if you're painting the 16 Sistine Chapel, yeah. if, if you're, you if your heart is not close to the Lord, it's not going to matter, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, that's true. Now, actually, on that note of the Sistine Chapel, um, a question comes to mind. And let's say you had all the time in the world (laughs) and um, you could just paint like any Bible story uh, and you could just really take your time with it. Uh, What story story would you pick?
1: (laughs) What story would I pick? That is so hard. Um, I've always loved King David's story. I think I, I I just love like the iconic image of him with a harp. I know it's such, it's such a like silly thing, but I always thought of him as like a very sort of iconic character with a really good redemption arc. Like it's so intense. I, I love, I I love that, that, that story. There's that uh, shorter book in the Bible with the queen. What's her name? Esther. Yes. Esther. I think that's a beautiful and it's, it feels kind of like a fairy tale. I, I also think I could have a lot of, a lot of fun with the visuals there. I think it's a beautiful story. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the great thing about the Bible. There's so many beautiful things.
0: There is so much. And I think you and I have talked about this, but I'm, uh, as a songwriter, uh, I feel like the Bible has just endless inspiration, for for art, for music. Um, it's, a, it's a great source to go back to, not just of course, because it is the word of God and that should be uh, the source of much of our spiritual life. But just from an artistic standpoint, there's so much there uh, to draw from and stories that need to continuously be shared uh, with people. Fabiola, we have come to the end of our time together. So it has been such a joy uh, talking to you and just learning more about the movement of the Holy spirit in your own life and your heart and your relationships. And I, I've just asked that the Lord continue to bless you, your family, your friends, and um, just all that you're doing to, to give glory to his name. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me Miriam. God bless you. This is so beautiful. There has to be a God. That was Fabiola's reaction after watching snow white. And the Church has a very long tradition of connecting the experience of beauty with the existence of God and the profound realities and truths that have been revealed to us through the Incarnation, through the Paschal Mystery, and through Scripture. And these connections between faith and beauty are a major theme in a letter written in 1999 by Pope St. John Paul II called The Letter to Artists. And He writes that beauty is a key to the mystery and a call to transcendence. It is an invitation to savor life and to dream of the future. Elsewhere in the letter, he writes, Every genuine artistic intuition goes beyond what the senses perceive and, reaching beneath reality's surface, strives to interpret its hidden mystery. The intuition itself springs from the depths of the human soul where the desire to give meaning to one's life is joined by the fleeting vision of beauty and of the mysterious unity of things. All artists experience the unbridgeable gap which lies between the work of their hands, however successful it may be, and the dazzling perfection of the beauty glimpsed in the ardor of the creative moment." What they manage to express in their painting, their sculpting, their creating is no more than a glimmer of the splendor which flared for a moment before the eyes of their spirit. Believers find nothing strange in this. They know that they have had a momentary glimpse of the abyss of light which has its original wellspring in God. Is it in any way surprising that this leaves the spirit overwhelmed, as it were, so that it can only stammer in reply? Again, that was Pope St. John Paul II in his letter to artists. So my question to you, have you caught a glimpse of this transcendent beauty in a person, in a song, in a film, or a painting, in the city, or on a mountain? The moment may have been fleeting, but the memory of God's handiwork is lasting and powerful. I know that the childhood memory of a beautiful sunset came rushing back to me in my young adult years, when I reached a moment of crisis in my faith and the world seemed unfriendly and ugly, and I suddenly recalled that amazing sunset I'd once seen, which seemed to point to something beyond itself. And it wasn't just a something. It was a someone. And that someone has never for one instant stopped loving me or calling me by name as he does with each and every one of you. So in the coming days, I'd invite you to reflect on those glimpses of God's presence and movement in your life. And don't keep them to yourself. Share the story of what you have seen and heard. That, my friends is evangelization. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please join me next week as we continue to blaze a trail of faith, hope, love, and beauty in our world today. Until then, stay well and stay close to Christ. God bless you all. You've been listening to Blazing the Trail, produced through the studios of the Archdiocese of Portland. Join us in our mission to share the good news of Jesus Christ across Western Oregon by visiting archdpdx.org.